Halo semuanya, jumpa lagi bersama saya Angga Pratama dalam podcast Bincang Hutan di tahun baru 2022 dan tentunya dengan semangat yang baru. Nah, untuk mengawali edisi awal tahun ini, Bincang Hutan akan mengangkat topik yang sangat menarik nih, yaitu tentang forest healing. Kita juga sudah kedatangan tamu yang sangat spesial dan untuk pertama kalinya Bincang Hutan akan menggunakan dua bahasa, yaitu bahasa Inggris dan bahasa Indonesia. So for the first time, Bincang Hutan will air in bilingual language. I will talk in English and Indonesia, so that's our resource person. Jadi yuk sekarang kita berkenalan dengan para tamu kita kali ini. Please meet our today resource persons. We have Mi Hyun Sol from Sifori Craft, Yun Jong Lee from Korea Forest Welfare Institute, and Purnomo Sumardamto from Dinas Pariwisata Kabupaten Gunung Kidul. Selamat pagi. Good morning everyone. Nama saya Mi Hyun Sol dari Korea Selatan. I've been working in Seaport Ecraft since August this year. I used to work for the National Institute of Forest Resources, which is called as NIFOS, the Korea Forest Service, Republic of Korea. I'm so glad to share my talk today. Uh, I am specialized in forest marketing and consumer behavior, so I would like to focus on consumer culture with keywords of forest healing and ecotourism. Thanks for your invitation today. Hello everyone, I'm Eun Lee, who is in charge of presenting forest therapy in an international scale in the Korea Forest Welfare Institute. Today, I would like to introduce the concept of forest healing in Korea and also the concept of forest healing related to ecotourism. Uh, anyways, I hope this interview contributes to all of the listeners in Indonesia. Hello, pendengar podcast Bincang Hutan. Uh, nama saya Damto. Saat ini saya bekerja di Dinas Pariwisata Kabupaten Gunung Kidul, daerah istimewa Yogyakarta. To start our conversation today, I want to hear from you all about very basic question. What is the definition and meaning of forest healing? Um, I'd like to talk about one sentence. Um, the clearest way into the universe is through a forest wilderness. This quotation is shown in John of the Mountains, which is the unpublished journals of John Moore in 1938. He wrote that our bodies were made to thrive only in pure air. I think this sentence showing so much um, to us. His expression is telling us so clearly what healing is and how it comes in forest. So in a word, forest healing is a type of therapies in the nature to improve our health mentally and physically. That was very inspiring quote from John of the Mountains. How about you, Yun Jong Lee? I want to hear from you and perhaps you can share with our listener about the development or history of it in South Korea. Forest healing is an activity to restore mental and physical health by relieving stress and improving the physiology of the human body through beautiful landscape, climate, and plants in forests. The legal basis for forest healing in Korea is provided in the Forestry, Culture, and Recreation Act. 
in 2011, this act was revised to include the definition of forest healing. According to the legal basis, uh, forest healing is a series of immune strengthening and health promoting activities that utilize a variety of elements of forest, uh, including scents and scenic views, etc. I will introduce the history of forest healing in Korea. Uh, around 2000, the introduction of the concept of well-being and the five-day work week system uh, significantly changed people's lifestyle and the perception of health promotion and quality of life. Uh, with more weekend leisure time, the demand for outdoor activities grew, uh, which in turn increased the number of people who communicated with nature, such as mountains and seas. Uh, as more time is spent in nature, the public's interest in environmentally friendly lifestyle has also grown. So the slow lifestyle has been attracting attention for slowing down the pace of life and pursuing happiness in nature. Uh, with increasing demand for recreation and leisure because of the continuous social and economic growth since the mid-1980s, uh, it became necessary to establish various policies to use forests as recreational facilities and cultural and educational spaces. Uh, especially, the government began to create a policy on forest healing by introducing and defining the concept of forest healing in Forestry Cultural and Recreation Act. Beralih ke Indonesia nih, apakah konsep ini sudah dikenal oleh masyarakat dan apa bedanya forest healing di Indonesia dan di Korea? Jadi sekedar gambaran saja ya bagi pendengar yang belum tahu, Gunung Kidul itu adalah salah satu uh, kabupaten di wilayah Jogja, wilayah DIY, yang saat ini sedang gencar atau sedang uh, mengembangkan destinasi pariwisata. Jadi banyak destinasi pariwisata di Gunung Kidul yang uh, uh, baik, yang bagus, keren, dan uh, pemandangannya terutama view dan juga uh, apa terutama pantai yang sekarang sedang menjadi daerah tujuan wisata terkemuka di Jogja. Baik, uh, konsep forest healing kalau menurut saya bagi sebagian besar masyarakat kita itu masih awam ya mas. Nah ini sebenarnya kan konsep forest healing bagaimana memanfaatkan uh, kawasan hutan itu sebagai salah satu destinasi wisata yang bisa menentramkan jiwa. Nah, ini 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 mungkin sebagian masyarakat belum dikenal. Nah, dengan adanya uh, konsep forest healing ini yang uh, mulai marak ya, mulai apa uh, trending di beberapa uh, belahan dunia seperti di Korea, di Jepang, dan juga beberapa negara yang lain, maka uh, sebagian masyarakat kita itu mulai mengenal bahwa hutan ini uh, bisa digunakan loh sebagai sarana, sebagai tempat untuk berwisata yang uh, private, berwisata yang bisa menenramkan jiwa, karena di hutan ini kita bisa menikmati ya suasana yang natural 
ya seperti ada suara anginnya, kemudian ada uh, gem- apa mungkin ada air sungai yang mengalir, kemudian ada uh, cahaya matahari yang menerobos melalui sela-sela kanopi, kemudian ada jalanan atau lantai hutan yang berupa sersah yang itu bisa langsung didesanakan dirasakan oleh panca indera kita. And also in Indonesian situation something Korean doesn't have um wilderness ecotourism or something like um close to the nature real nature real forest can be another core part of ecotourism we can promote as a program too so it's that's kind of only indonesia or africa like a heavy thick forest only can have that can be um uh, some good points only indonesia has which uh on the other hand maybe there can be mm, bad point to prevent access but there can be really good point some in other way if we promote that yeah kalau kalau pemerintah sendiri kan kalau di kementerian kehutanan ada ada namanya pembagian kawasan ya kawasan hutan Ada hutan produksi, ada hutan konservasi, ada hutan lindung, ada hutan apa namanya, hutan kemitraan dan lain-lain. Nah, untuk yang keperluan untuk rekreasi itu biasanya bisa dimanfaatkan di hutan-hutan seperti konservasi dan hutan lindung, terutama tapi dengan dengan ada batasan-batasan tertentu. Nah, ini tahu saya ini sudah dilakukan beberapa taman nasional ya. Taman Nasional di Indonesia sekarang mereka lebih banyak memanfaatkan jasa lingkungan berupa ekowisata. Ya, mereka kemarin ada kemarin di Jogja itu ada e, pameran ya pameran ekowisata yang diikuti oleh yang dilakukan oleh Kementerian Kehutanan dan Lingkungan Hidup dan diikuti oleh Taman-Taman Nasional. Mereka itu menawarkan yang luar biasa. Interesting explanation. So if I can assume forest healing as a new or alternate method. to citizen stress management, which is very useful considering pandemic situation nowadays. Jadi, jika bisa disimpulkan, forest healing ini jika diartikan dalam bahasa Indonesia, bisa kita sebut sebagai terapi pemulihan di hutan, yang merupakan metode baru dalam menghilangkan stress mental dan fisik dengan berkegiatan di hutan. Kita lanjutkan ya diskusi ini. Ada yang menggelitik soal konsep forest healing dan forest recreation. Bedanya apa sih? Karena kalau di Indonesia rasanya konsep rekreasi ini lebih umum didengar ya daripada konsep forest healing yang terdengar eksklusif. So, I've heard and read that forest healing is considerably as a new trend in ecotourism. Is it true? And whether is it different with forest recreation concept? Also about the implication for the cost both for government revenue and community benefit. I think ecotourism is a kind of trips for enjoying, understanding and observing the nature while minimizing environmental damages. Uh, we are exposed to environment naturally through ecotourism. So I believe that uh, we could not only improve the natural sensibility and immunity by using the healing resources such as sense, water, sounds, fresh air, etc., but also reserve the mental stress. 
therefore, if we are able to connect with ecotourism and forest healing, we could make new and competitive travel packages in travel industry. So I think forest healing has a very positive prospect, but it might be somewhat vague for now, still vague. So if it is dealt with real industrial development or real government policy, um, still we need to clarify where people's needs are and how much their willingness to pay is. So cultivating forest healing culture is necessary. Uh, so like in terms of consumer behavior, we need to know where their needs and how can we cultivate their culture, something like. So it is like, <clears throat> we can imagine, Italian drink espresso in the morning. So we don't know Italian. I don't have Italian friend. So we don't know Italian and I don't drink espresso. But we kind of accepted this culture for sure. Like people know. So we need that kind of thing. Like people go to forest for healing and recreation if that is for sure and we can do whatever we want to do so if something like italian drink espresso in the morning this definition is correct people go to forest when they want meditation is absolutely true in any situation this their definition can be adapted for a new culture with forest However, this cultural cultivation needs to be based on scientific evidence. We cannot just promote with um, some uncertain belief. So thus, we need to take researches on scientific effects of forest and also consumer behavior uh, research in ecotourism. Can you tell us more about why we need more research on scientific effect from forest healing? So at the time, Hong Kong people believe, based on some scientific research, I don't know how much we can trust the scientific research, but um, become belief, the scientific founding become belief, kimchi is powerful to protect, protect SARS. So kimchi sale go up rapidly, sold up. So we couldn't get kimchi at the time. <laughs> and the scientific research shown because SARS was not spreading in Korea, who eat kimchi most of their life. So people started eat kimchi in Hong Kong. And possibly coincident, but after people started eat kimchi, really SARS uh, percentage is going down. <laughs> so it's kind of scientific uh, research founding. But this research founding, I don't believe um, we have to you know, check how much is really scientifically true. But anyway, people, um, people's belief was based on scientific finding and they changed their behavior. So this is the uh, most powerful thing. If we just appeal their emotion only, uh, forest is really good one. Nature always help us and going to nature and that will help you. It's not much, um, I can say, persuasive. But if we, well, let's assume if we find Mm, any powerful research, uh, something like people going to forest more often, um, their longevity become um, increased five more years on average. If that become true, many people would like to go to the forest. So, yeah, that's the idea I was thinking about. I, mean, I was talking about 
scientific research and some clue should support this um, consumer behavior promotion. Yang pertama, riset itu menurut saya penting ya. Ada dua riset yang perlu dilakukan terkait dengan forest healing ini. Yang pertama adalah riset untuk uh, lokasi ya. Jadi di Indonesia kan banyak ini, hampir setiap daerah kan punya potensi wisata hutan. Nah, ini mungkin perlu dilakukan riset tertentu untuk mengidentifikasikan potensi hutan-hutan yang seperti apa yang bisa atau yang eh, apa namanya eh, bisa digunakan sebagai tempat penyembuhan atau tempat rekreasi jiwa atau forest healing ini. Yang pertama itu hutan yang seperti apa? Kalau di dalam literatur itu kan disebutkan bahwa ada eh, syarat-syarat eh, hutannya seperti apa persentase sinar matahari, kemudian lantai hutannya seperti apa, kemudian gangguan dari suara dari luar itu seberapa besar bisa ditolelir, dan lain-lain. Jadi yang pertama riset, melalu, melalu, uh, riset tentang uh, lokasi itu sendiri. Yang kedua yang paling penting adalah riset tentang dampaknya. Jadi mungkin sudah banyak ya riset-riset di luar negeri di, yang sudah dilakukan bahwa telah melakukan forest healing ini, telah melakukan aktivitas uh, di dalam hutan ini, uh, tingkat stres bisa menurun. Kemudian uh, apa namanya hormon hormon kebahagiaan mungkin bisa naik. Produktivitas kerja setelah melakukan forest healing ini mungkin bisa meningkat. Nah ini adalah uh, penelitian atau riset yang perlu dilakukan kepada individu pelaku dari forest healing ini. Nah, dengan adanya temuan-temuan dari riset ini diharapkan bisa uh, digunakan sebagai sarana untuk promosi, kemudian untuk uh, terapi ya bagi uh, masyarakat atau bagi orang-orang yang memang uh, sedang bermasalah dengan uh, kondisi kesehatannya, baik kesehatan fisik maupun kesehatan mentalnya. And why we need behavior study on it? I was talking about Going to forest for healing and recreation should be more common. I don't know how the culture created in Indonesia well, but in Korea, people many people go to forest to take a rest. And so uh, it's like if I heard from my friends, oh, I go to forest. Oh, do you need a rest? Did you have a good time? Oh, nature is always give you some comfort. That will be my um, response about that. But um, this is still a special activity. But like uh, compared to in Italian drinks espresso in the morning, and like all Italian do without any prejudice, without any special thinking. But even in developed countries, going to um, walking over the track, going on the mountain, and take a time in arboretum is kind of huge activity. So people think this is special and it's not very um, approachable to the life. So in in terms of that, making more common culture, make uh, access easy and become habitual, uh, I talk about the consumer behavior. So if consumers toward ecotourism, they have a much easy behavior, it will be 
uh, very easy for the ecotourism to promote itself. That was thinking. Yeah, jadi kalau di Indonesia kita tahu ya, uh, kadang-kadang behavior ya, habit masyarakat masih belum aware terhadap uh, sampah ya, membuang sampah. Walaupun di situ ada tempat sampah, kadang-kadang kita bisa melihat sampah berserakan di sekitarnya. Nah, itu tantangan yang sangat besar bagi dunia pariwisata. Apalagi kalau menuju mau menuju pariwisata kelas dunia. Ketika ada masyarakat atau turis dari asing melihat e, seperti itu kan dia kesannya enggak bagus. Nah, ini butuh butuh apa ya? Ini kan budaya ya. Budaya itu tidak bisa di, bisa diubah dengan semudah membalik telapak tangan, tapi memang harus ada upaya-upaya. Salah satu yang dilakukan oleh pengelola wisata di gunung di kita ya di gunung itu di Jogja itu yang pertama harus menyediakan eh, tempat sampah yang memadai ya di beberapa tempat yang kedua memang harus ada himbauan baik itu berupa sign berupa tulisan-tulisan atau berupa eh, speech ya atau mengingatkan ya ada ada pengeras suara di suatu lokasi yang mengingatkan itu kita bicara di tempat wisata ya bukan di hutan Nah itu saja masih kadang-kadang masyarakat atau wisatawan itu masih belum aware. Jadi ya kita kita tahu sendiri seperti itu. Saya pernah di Jepang, saya pernah juga di Korea. Mereka sudah sudah mereka jalan-jalan aja membawa plastik ya untuk jalan-jalan dengan anjingnya. Itu dia membawa air bersih, dia membawa plastik, dia membawa tisu untuk bisa mengambil kotoran yang akan di yang dikeluarkan anjing. Bahkan sampai seperti itu, di kita masih belum seperti itu, tingkatnya. Jadi memang butuh-butuh apa penyadaran, butuh apa edukasi kepada masyarakat. In term of best practice on the ground, what we should know for do and don't in implementing forest healing concept? Can you share your opinion? Our first mission is to raise awareness of people and make them understand the healing benefits of the forest, as well as the need of healing. Uh, then we need to build infrastructure so that we can ex- experience healing in the forest. Uh, places and facilities for healing are required as well as running programs to deliver healing effectively and train experts to lead the program correctly. Uh, on the other side, if the forest healing system is led by the government and the regulations uh, increase, uh, the market in the private sector would become limited. So I think the governments only need to provide minimum number of regulations and guidelines. Uh, in other words, uh, if the private sectors uh, creates a foundation that can help them become self-reliant, the ripple effect will be greater in which the government and the private sector can complement each other and coexist. Yeah, it can be a little bit complicated, but I try to talk. Um, so I think ecotourism consists of forced recreation and forced therapy in large two way. Forced recreation means leisure, play, or activities in the nature, while forced healing is a concept of a rest or meditation there. In 1918, 
the NIFOS officially evaluated values of forest in the Republic of Korea. Um, this one was published in 2020, by the way. And the value of forest recreation was evaluated as 15.5 billion USD, which accounted for 8.3% of total values of forest. So it was measured by travel cost method. Uh, meanwhile, forest therapy was divided into two sectors again, mountain climbing and healing in the forest, which were measured by avoided cost method. In details, the value of climbing was evaluated as 2.4 billion USD, which accounted for 1.3% of total values, while the value of healing in the forest was 1.9 billion USD, which accounted for 1% total value of forest. So although value of healing in the forest is relatively small uh, compared to the total values of forest, but this value has a potential for sure in the future and also it's increasing. Iya, iya. Jadi kalau kalau kita bicara dengan tentang hasil ya, mungkin ada retribusi ya, ada kartis yang dibayarkan oleh oleh wisatawan yang masuk ke pemerintah. Tetapi di luar itu mereka ada namanya kita nilai kita sebut belanja wisatawan. Dari wisatawan ke suatu tempat desa wisata itu dia belanjakan untuk beli oleh-oleh, untuk makan minum, untuk menginap, bahkan untuk ke toilet seperti itu, untuk untuk apa namanya uh, uh, beli macam-macam itu adalah belanja wisatawan yang beredar di masyarakat itu disebut jumlahnya lebih besar lebih besar daripada sekedar tiket atau kartis yang dibayarkan sebesar lima ribu sepuluh ribu lima belas ribu belanja mereka itu bisa lima uh, bisa di atas seratus ribu untuk itu 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 yang yang diraih di masyarakat keuntungan antara anu ya secara finansialnya dari belanja wisatawannya. Any of you have experience about the implementation of forest healing with government regulation? Actually, I've implemented a work related to forest healing based on the government policy rather than strict rules. Uh, more specifically, I focused on planning operation and management on the forest welfare facilities than operating forest healing program on site. Uh, in other words, I mainly performed planning tasks for operating and managing forest welfare facilities rather than directly operating a forest healing program in the field. Uh, from a little different perspective, uh, evidence-based uh, policy making, uh, so-called EBP, is being emphasized to improve policy quality uh, because the government is required to support the collection and use of research data suitable for resolving policy issues. So I also verified the, the effectiveness of the forest treatment program for cancer patients to conduct scientific evidence-based research. Uh, yes, I do. Um, in fact, it's rather than regulation itself, I try to some design promotion from government side, and I want to make the recreation, forest recreation industry like a boost. 
So I have once promoted research about forced products marketing with ecotourism. Um, there was a role model of this research. Uh, so the role model of this research design was agricultural part, uh, perilla seed farm tour in agricultural ecotourism area. So I targeted nut-bearing terrea, it's called as kaya usually, which was popular for medicine making. So each wood was useful for go game table. It's very popular in China, Korea, and Japan, like black and white uh, play. Um, so the table is need for uh, like a special wood. And its forest was also one of famous ecotourism areas in Jeju Island. So we call this concept as six industry development. It consisted of that Kaya was agricultural outcome. This is multiply one. And any other processed products such as cosmetics or medicines made from Kaya. Um, this is like number two, uh, multiply two and experience and memory with the nature in Kaya Forest uh, was multiplied three. So it become total six industry development. So forest healing or recreation in forest is a type of intangible product, product in terms of marketing. So if they are connected with the tangible products, they can be touchable and become real. So based on this merge, new additional value can be created within ecotourism. So that was about whole research design. Um, it was not strongly promoted because still Kaya forest was small relatively to other forests. And there are lots of other parts uh, in ecotourism need to be promoted early. But I was very satisfied with I try and there was some possibility. So that's my experience. Baik, jadi uh, terkait dengan apa namanya uh, pemanfaatan hutan ini di Gunung Kidul sudah selama empat tahun terakhir ini ada kerjasama ya proyek penelitian partisipatif dengan teman-teman peneliti dari C4, dari Ikraf, dan dari Badan Litbang Kehutanan uh, Kementerian Kehutanan Indonesia. Jadi yang diteliti salah satunya adalah potensi wisata alam. Ya, memang kalau secara garis besar penelitian ini namanya kanopi. Namanya kanopi itu lebih banyak kepada pengembangan potensi dan pemasaran hasil hutan kayu dan non kayu eh, untuk kesejahteraan masyarakat. Tetapi di satu sisi juga kanopi bicara di salah satu objektifnya adalah objektif tentang eh, kebijakan di mana di Gunung Kidul ini terdapat suatu, bukan terdapat ya, Gunung Kidul itu merupakan area uh, kars ya, area kars yang memiliki sistem sistem uh, air tanah yang unik, ya. namanya adalah Das Bribin, daerah aliran sungai Bribin, itu daerah aliran sungai bawah tanah. Nah ini oleh teman-teman Kanopi, uh, Sifor, dan teman-teman, dan yang saya sebutkan tadi, di riset atau diteliti tentang salah satunya untuk potensi wisata. Dan ternyata memang banyak ya, banyak potensi-potensi destinasi wisata yang bisa dikembangkan di area Das Bibin ini. Ya, salah satunya adalah gua ya. Gua, mungkin ini agak sedikit 
menyimpang dari forest healing ya, tapi pada intinya sama. Bagaimana menemukan uh, suatu kondisi yang uh, menenangkan, bagaimana gua-gua yang ada itu bisa dijadikan suatu tempat wisata yang uh, menentramkan, kemudian menyenangkan, dan juga memberikan uh, manfaat terhadap kesehatan uh, raga atau jiwa, ini bisa dikembangkan. Jadi banyak ya, banyak lokasi-lokasi uh, wisata gua di Gunung Kidul. Kalau bisa saya sebutkan, ada gua Jumblang, gua Cokro, gua Kalisuci, gua Pindul, termasuk juga uh, gua Ngingrong, dan lain-lain. Yang sebenarnya bisa dikembangkan sebagai uh, alternatif wisata minat khusus ini. ya Saya sebutkan minat khusus, karena wisata, uh, wisata kesehatan ini menjadi wisata yang tidak bisa dilakukan oleh uh, sembarang orang, jadi orang yang benar-benar mempunyai tujuan saja, yang bisa, yang ingin berwisata sambil mendapatkan kesehatan jiwa atau raga ini. Nah, teman-teman kanopi sudah meneliti itu, dan sudah ada outputnya berupa beberapa uh, hasil penelitian ya, dalam bentuk buku maupun dalam bentuk tulisan yang bisa diunggah ya di atau diunduh ya di websitenya C4 atau websitenya pemerintah daerah. Kabupaten Gunung Kidul, seperti itu. Bagaimana dengan keterlibatan masyarakat, Pak Damto? Jadi di lokasi wisata ya, di Jogja pada umumnya, masyarakat itu membentuk suatu kelompok namanya kelompok sadar wisata. Hampir setiap destinasi wisata di Yogyakarta itu masih pasti mempunyai kelompok kok darwis namanya. Kelompok sadar wisata yang me Mungkinkan masyarakat itu terlibat dalamnya. <tuh> Jadi bentuk keterlibatannya apa? Yang pertama, mungkin dia terlibat dalam pengelolaan masalah kebersihan. Mungkin masalah parkir pengunjung. Atau mungkin sisi-sisi uh, ekonomi yang lain. Misalnya membuat uh, bangau atau membuat warung-warung. Atau juga me me apa, menyediakan jasa kepemanduan. Nah ini adalah salah satu bentuk-bentuk keterlibatan masyarakat dalam destinasi wisata. E, demikian juga yang saya katakan tadi, ada destinasi wisata hutan juga di daerah Merapi, ya di Kaliurang, itu juga mereka mempunyai kelompok-kelompok e, masyarakat ini yang terlibat dalam pengolahan. Misalnya e, yang saya sebutkan tadi, ada jenis e, keterlibatan yaitu kepemanduan. Jadi bisa dilatih sebenarnya, kelompok masyarakat ini untuk menjadi pemandu wisata. Ya, pemandu wisata. Jadi forest healing itu dari literatur yang saya baca itu kan juga butuh pemandu ya, butuh pemandu yang bisa menjelaskan kemudian bisa mendampingi wisatawan itu untuk melakukan aktivitas di dalam hutan. Ini menjadi salah satu peluang ya dalam uh, melibatkan masyarakat selain tentu saja peluang-peluang uh, ekonomi yang lain. Jadi kan eh, pariwisata di Indonesia itu kan diharapkan di, di apa namanya didorong menjadi community based tourism ya pengelolaan wisata berbasis masyarakat. In relation with current pandemic situation, what we should know about its connection with either forest healing or forest recreation? Forest healing is not a simple therapy in forest. It is beyond rest, refreshment, or meditation. Uh, I believe it should contain the resilience of a human being in her life and his life. So in other words, 
forced healing needs to help people be recovered from some medically inferior situation. Um, forced healing can be chosen instead of medical care, but can be more powerful than it in terms of mental comfort as well as superpower of the nature. Uh, for instance, any non-timber forced products can be selected for oriental medi medical treatments as homopathy or neutropathy, uh, something like. So thus, I think that forced healing needs to be connected to the pandemic situation in this area, era, in this era, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, in the way of seeking for intangible benefits and also combined use with tangible forest products. Uh, the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic is spreading around the world and for a long period of time, uh, human health affected negatively due to the disruption of communication, social distancing between people, uh, changing our life patterns, economic damages, and etc. Uh, in the case of Korea, the number of people complaining of depression due to stress and anxiety caused by Corona-19 has increased to the extent that a new word uh, that is Corona Vulu was emerged. Uh, one of the experts in Korea say that one of the cause of the global COVID-19 pandemic is the human invasion of animal habitats and activities while damaging forests for industrial uh, development. Uh, the number of people who want to spend time in, in the forest, uh, relatively free and open space, rather than in confined spaces with higher rates of viral propagation has increased. As such, rather than being considered just simple re uh, leisure and rest area, Forests are now becoming more meaningful as healing spaces that enhance people's physical immunity and mental health. Uh, for example, a French romantic writer uh, Franco's Lunette Chateaubriand said that forests, uh, pressed civilizations, and deserts followed them. Uh, similarly, perhaps it would not be an exaggeration to say that nature and forests are very important factors in determining the rise and fall of our human race. So uh, we will be focusing on the solutions for this problem through forests. Uh, there are positive signs we have seen in forests. Uh, therefore, we believe that forest holds a key solution to these environmental and social problems. Nah, ini menurut saya ada sebuah, sebuah momentum ya. Ini momentum yang bagus bagaimana mengenalkan uh, forest healing ini sebagai bagian dari recovery, ya recovery pasca pandemi. Jadi, uh, mohon maaf, saya pernah ya, saya pernah kena uh, COVID ya tahun lalu, awal tahun lalu. 2000 eh, awal tahun ini ya Januari tahun ini 2021 ya 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 saya sempat down ya artinya kan eh, secara secara 
waduh kena ini, udah kena ini gimana? Jadi secara stresnya tinggi, kemudian juga yang menyebabkan macam-macam ya makan nggak enak dan lain-lain. Ya ini ini harus disembuhkan tidak hanya dengan obat-obatan, tapi juga harus mentalnya. Mentalnya kemudian untuk bisa mental itu kan harus membuat suasana tenang, santai, tidak berpikiran yang terlalu jauh. Namanya uh, mindfulness. Nah ini bisa didapatkan di hutan. Jadi ini 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 pengalaman saya pernah uh, suatu saat itu juga ke hutan, ya ke Wanagama yang dekat-dekat saja. Itu masih di tepi sungai, hutannya ada sungai. Saya pernah santai saja di sana, duduk berdiam diri saja. Kemudian saya menikmati itu rasanya itu apa namanya lebih tenang gitu loh, tenang nyaman peaceful gitu e, bisa bisa santai. Artinya ini ini perlu dikampanyekan ya di masa-masa pandemi ini banyak orang yang e, apa ya yang yang stres, yang takut, yang macam-macam. Ini mungkin bisa dikampanyekan bagaimana untuk berwisata. E, menyatu dengan alam di dalam hutan. Yes, thank you. This is a new knowledge for me about the forest healing concept and the development by the government and by the other stakeholder. We can go to the forest for the fresh air, uh, what animal, and so on. Please, your take-home message to our Bincang Hutan podcast listeners. Value of forest healing can be found again in this COVID-19 era. As we know, This is a hard time for everybody in the world, but healing in forest can take care of us. It can touch our soul. It can let us take a rest in this reality. So if any research has to pursue a good aim, if any government impl- implementation should benefit people, forest healing can be one of the best themes, which is totally ethical and moral, and so create positive effects over our societies. Thank you. Terima kasih banyak. First, thank you for your time and attention. I would like to give you some latest news of our institute. The FOI co-hosted with Afeo and others as to the title on the second international conference on forest and health in 2021. There were many participants countries such as South America, Asia, Europe, and so on. I think the demand of forest welfare or forest healing are increasing. FOI will contribute to the development of more international cooperation. Therefore, FOI has opened a website for the organization to promote international cooperation. Especially, our institutes are planning to publish a forest welfare booklet, but also we will hold a side event in time for the World Forestry Congress in this year. I hope to get a lot of interest from you. Uh, if you would like to get related to information such as forest healing, please visit our website. Thank you. Pasalnya seperti ini, jadi lingkungan kita, kita itu dikarunia ya, Indonesia, Jogja juga, dikarunia lingkungan yang yang benar-benar bisa dimanfaatkan untuk 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 kita manfaatkan gitu loh. Artinya apa? Kalau tempat rekreasi, orang rekreasi, orang berwisata, ini kan akan Harapannya setelah wisata itu akan menjadi segar, badan segar, pikiran segar. Harapannya setelah wisata seperti itu. Kalau setelah berwisata dia malah capek, dia malah gampang marah, itu berarti konsep tujuan wisatanya tidak tidak tercapai. Thank you, Mihyun. Thank you, Injongli. Terima kasih banyak Pak Damto atas waktu dan sharing pengalamannya. 
Terima kasih juga untuk para pendengar setiap podcast Bincang Hutan. Demikianlah episode kita kali ini tentang Forest Healing. Dengarkan juga episode-episode Bincang Hutan lainnya. Dan sampai berjumpa di episode berikutnya.